The Omicron variant now the most dominant strain all across the country. Omicron variant. Omicron. Omicron. The Omicron variant. Omicron. The Omicron variant. For the unvaccinated, you're looking at a winter of severe illness and death. The Omicron variant has not been found in Oklahoma as of this recording, though state health officials are certain it's already spreading here. The variant has the potential to cripple hospitals if health officials are right about its extreme transmissibility, and it's hitting the country right before millions plan together for the holidays. On today's Listen Frontier podcast, I talk with Tulsa County Health Department Director Bruce Dart about the Omicron variant, what we know about it and what we don't, and what you can and should do to keep yourself safe over the holidays. I appreciate you giving me a call. I, I figured it's probably a good opportunity to talk about some of the, with holidays coming up and people gathering for Christmas to kind of talk about what we know about, you know, the new variant and, and just kind of how Tulsa is doing. Sure. You know, we don't, we don't know much about Omicron yet. Yeah. Sure. I mean, that's kind of what I think is, I think is good for people to know even is that, I mean, you know, probably more than I do. We live in a time when people are kind of making up their own answers about things. And so even acknowledging like, Hey, we don't know, this is what we do not know right now. I think it's helpful for people. Sure. So kind of along those lines, I try to follow along with, you know, what people are saying every day about it and what they are learning or what the data is starting to show. And I think with with the Omicron, it's interesting because sometimes it seems like, you know, almost every couple of days you you maybe hear something or even you see, you know, I've watched a lot of interviews with like epidemiologists and they will, will say something that, well, the data is showing this and it almost seems like it might contradict what they thought the data was showing, you know, a week earlier or a few days earlier. And it just kind of shows you how how complex these things are and how long it takes to really get a firm grasp of, mm-hmm. of, of what we know and what we don't know. And so kind of right now, I mean, what are there any things that we know for sure about how this uh, variant interacts and what kind of things do we not know? So it, it's, you know, it, it's still so new, Dylan. So it, it's looking like Omicron is is even more highly transmissible than, del- than Delta which is concerning because it can surge and overwhelm people so quickly because it's so infectious. I mean, the data I've seen um, tells me that it's as infectious as, as measles, and measles is, is one of the most infectious viruses that there are, and that's that's concerning. It doesn't right now. The data is looking like maybe illness isn't as severe, but frankly, it's just too soon, and we really don't know yet. But even with a lack of really severe illness, the fact that it's spreading so quickly and so many people are getting infected all at once, that could really overwhelm hospitals, and that's our biggest concern. Sure, and that's one of the things that I wanted to ask you about because I have seen a lot of uh, discussion about this variant and about the state of the coronavirus in general right now. And it seems like one of those things where you can almost, if you're not looking at the, the data in sort of full context, the full picture, you can be, you can mislead yourself or you can be misled. And I thought, I've seen a lot of conversations about, well, it's not as, it's good news because it's not as, it, it looks like it might not be as deadly or it might not be as severe as, as Delta or, uh, you know, that COVID prime or alpha or whatever they call it. Yeah. And which is, you know, on the one hand, I guess that might be true. But if you look at that in conjunction with how transmissible it looks, you could end up with a variant that's individually less severe and less deadly, but has a greater impact in general if it's infecting more people 
than the other variants, right? I mean, does that make sense? No, exactly, and that's our concern because the more people that are unvaccinated and more susceptible to infection and illness, the, the more opportunity this virus has to replicate and mutate even further. And so, and, and that's where, so maybe people aren't getting that sick, but if this virus continues to mutate through replication and infection, who knows what will end up in terms of variants. And that's why it's so important to be safe and, and not be exposed, and more importantly, not being infected, because we don't know what's coming next, sadly. So, you know, as much as I do, I mean, there's been like three different times when in the last year that people have sort of taken a victory lap over, like, oh, we're finally past you know, the the worst part of the coronavirus and the, but the, with the way it mutates, you never know what's, what's coming next. And I think, you know, we, I mean, I remember before Delta, everyone was so excited and kind of getting back to life. And then Delta was a pretty prolonged, you know, bad surge. And, and then it sort of plateaued and everyone sort of moved on. And now here comes another one. And it, like you said, that it allows for these, the creation of these variants that you just you don't really know what what they're going to look like, you know, by the time the, the next one gets here. And I kind of, I think with Omicron, I mean, I was watching an interview either this morning or last night on TV, and there was an epidemiologist, and he was kind of describing just the timing. I mean, this thing was one of the things that concerns me personally, and I think, you know, obviously it probably concerns a lot of people, is the timing of this variant kind of reaching the country two weeks, a week right before everyone's gathering for a Christmas holiday that probably a lot of people passed up on last year. I know we did. Yeah. Um, and so everyone's wanting to have a, you know, a big Christmas. And even if you have people who are fully vaccinated or if they count as being fully vaccinated now without a, a booster, they've said that the Omicron variant does poke through vaccinations, especially if you're not boosted. And I just wonder what kind of what, what you want to tell people about the holidays and about gathering given that we especially here in Oklahoma we don't really know a whole bunch about how much the this variant is in the state right now and and how much it's it's spreading around what what do you tell people even people who are vaccinated and are wanting to get together so i yeah and that these are all really good questions Dylan and you know i tell people who are are fully vaccinated to make sure that if they're eligible to get their booster um and get their booster when they're eligible. Um, and then, you know, we have to, th- so, so that you're protected, we have to think about also, you know, protecting um, those who aren't eligible for vaccine, like, you know, younger children, um, and then and making sure that we're, we're protecting vulnerable um, I- individuals, you know, our older populations, our immunocompromised populations. One of the ways we do that is by being fully vaccinated plus having a booster. Um, and then, you know, bottom line is that, um, it's still important to avoid, you know, like crowded, poorly ventilated indoor spaces. You should still mask indoors. Now, if you're meeting with your family and your family's all vaccinated and hopefully they're boosted, you know, that's pretty safe to do without a mask. But if you're gathering with, with um, people, even with their family from multiple households or different parts of the country, um, you might want to think about being tested first, definitely being boosted, definitely wearing a mask indoors at, at, in those kind of, of gatherings because you don't know. Um, when people are coming from different places, you don't know what their status is. So, you know, our recommendations really haven't changed much. I mean, if you're boosted um, and you're gathering, gathering with other vaccinated people, you're going to be pretty safe. If you're around people you don't know from multiple households, you should mask. You should, of course, be boosted. You might consider being tested. You should definitely mask in those situations. And then, really, if you're going to travel, really follow the CDC 
travel guidelines, you know, for flying. Of course, you have to be masked off point. You, have to, you should be tested um, and, of course, vaccinated. So, you know, there's recommendations that, that, that will hopefully go a long way towards keeping people safe, but we know that these variants especially, we can have breakthrough infections. So even for all those individuals who are doing everything right, coming together could be a risk. And that's, you know, that's just something that everyone needs to know. With this virus, this virus is so freaking opportunistic. And the fact that it's constantly um, mutating to ensure that, that it can get around all the protective mechanisms that we keep throwing at it, like vaccine, we've got to be more vigilant and take additional steps to avoid infection and avoid replication of virus. Have we seen any of this variant in Oklahoma yet? I mean, has it come up in any of the the testing that's been done, or is it too soon for that? You know, I frankly, Dylan, I wouldn't be surprised if it's here, but it hasn't been found yet. Um, but if you look at a map of this country, it's in, what, 45 states? All the states that surround us have Omicron. So I wouldn't be surprised if it's here. We just haven't found it yet. Yeah, and that's kind of what I was kind of what I'm curious about too. Is you know I know kind of throughout the whole pandemic, Oklahoma, probably just because of our you know centralized location in the country, has been a little behind some of the coastal states and even you know just in terms of how when the different variants have have spread here or even you know it felt like when the pandemic started last year, we even got a little bit of a head start just because it wasn't as bad here initially as it was elsewhere because it took time for it to, to kind of get here. And yeah. I was wondering with the holidays, I mean, could Oklahoma, you know, almost be lucky in, in a way that you look at some of these coastal states where I saw an interview today with a, uh, a guy who said that they thought by by Christmas that it, in some states it might be the dominant variant. But if it's not in Oklahoma yet, that maybe that our surge here that will inevitably probably come because of the, uh, variant in the way that it or how transmissible it is it, it might be delayed a little bit because it might not fully be in Oklahoma in time for all of the holiday gatherings you know that that could happen but but the bottom line is that is that we we do have have um high levels of community transmission here in Oklahoma and Tulsa and Oklahoma period um our vaccination rates aren't what they, they could be throughout the state where we're getting them up, up in Tulsa County, but not too much in the state. So when you've got that, that that combination of high community transmission and low vaccination rates, you're going to get cases. And that's just, and that's just the bottom line. And um, so, you know, while our, our state lab hasn't identified it yet, as I said, I, I wouldn't be surprised if it is here because we are, we have seen increasing cases since Thanksgiving, which we expected because people came together and we'll see more of that as Christmas and New Year's go by. So these next four to six weeks are going to be pretty interesting and really detect, really seeing what, what's going to happen here in, in terms of surge and is Omicron going to be the dominant variant or is it going to be Delta or, you know, we'll, we'll find all that out through time. But bottom line is that if, you know, if we would stop putting ourselves in position of exposure, the safer we would be. And and I know it's hard to have holidays and not see family. And these past years have been horrendous for everybody. And we all get that. But, you know, sadly, um, and I know people are sick and tired of COVID, but COVID's still here and we're still in a pandemic and, and we're still facing new variants that, that are surging and infecting people and making people sick and putting people in the hospital. And primarily those at greatest risk are those who are unvaccinated. So, you know, we've, we've got to do something to, to – people have to step up to make sure they're protected so they can keep others 
around and safe. And we have to do that with a greater level of, of being more, more consistent about that, really from border to border, if we're going to ever get past this thing. And I think what people need to remember, too, is that, you know, we keep talking about vaccination rates in this country. Well, you know, vaccination rates globally aren't high enough either. And if people are being, trans, you know, infected in other countries, it's still going to be um, opportunities for the virus to replicate and mutate. So, you know, we can't just be thinking about vaccination status in, in, in the United States. We have, to, we have to really be thinking about vaccination status globally because that's the only way we're going to eradicate this virus is that, is that we have a high, high enough level of, of immunity um, across the planet so that it, it stops infecting people and replicating and mutating. Yeah, I think that's, I mean, sometimes it's hard for people to, I mean, you see kind of in issues sometimes that are that are so large, you know, I think about sometimes like gun violence, you see people who, yeah. they look at gun violence and they say, well, there's no, how, what can I do to fix it? And and then they don't play a role in it, you know, in doing something. Yeah. And I think sometimes with the pandemic, it has been that way. I mean, like you, you mentioned, we look, you know, I say we as in like Oklahoma residents, we look at Oklahoma, we want to see like, what, is, what does my town look like? from a vaccination perspective, how many cases are in my county? You know, what does the state look like? And then it, but it's such a broad issue that I think people can get lost in it sometimes thinking about, you know, like you see with this variant. I mean, it wasn't that long ago that it was first identified in South Africa. And you think, well, you know, how long do we have before it's here? And then the next thing you know, it's like you snap your fingers and it's being seen in America and it just can happen that quick. And it is, like you said, it is a larger issue than just what is happening in in Oklahoma, but that doesn't mean that people can't you know, play a personal role in in it by getting vaccinated and getting boosted and helping their friends and family get vaccinated and get boosted. Have you seen locally any? I, I know um, a couple months months ago I talked to someone about if vaccinations had picked up as kind of the cases were rising again, and it seemed like statewide that vaccinations had started to to go up a little bit at that point. Mm-hmm. Have you seen any, any fears about? I mean, I've told friends personally who. You know, I don't think they felt any urgency to get boosted. I've told them, you know, now's the time to do it before it's too late and you get COVID, um, you know, when this variant hits the state. Have you seen locally um, vaccinations trend up since uh, the news about the, this variant has sort of become a little more widespread? Yeah, I actually just asked my I asked that question on my immunization staff this morning, and they are seeing an increase in people getting vaccinated there. And they and they say that that people getting it boosted is, is pretty steady. Um, it's not you know high enough yet, but it's 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 really it's been an ongoing process, and we've been happy with that. I mean, right now, I think as of today, about 62% of of all Tulsa County residents over five years old are are fully vaccinated, which is pretty good. But you go you know to outstate Oklahoma, and the vaccination rates are, are much lower, which um, is conducive to greater infections, and then those infections. Uh, eventually end up here. So, you know, it's 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 great that, that Tulsa County is getting vaccinated. We we need everyone, you know, who who can. I mean, we know that not everyone can be vaccinated for other health issues, but for those that are eligible, we need them to who aren't vaccinated, they should be vaccinated if if we're ever going to get to end this pandemic. <laughs> and that's just the bottom line. Along those lines, have you heard anything from um, local hospitals about um, how their capacity is doing? I know that. We, I think right now we're almost around, just statewide, looking at the hospitalization um, numbers that the health department sends out. I think it's been hovering around 700 for the last couple of weeks, and I think there was a low at some point in the summer um, around 300 hospitalizations. And so I was wondering, have you, 
I asked the health department last week if they had heard from hospitals about capacity issues, and they said that they had not. But have you heard anything locally about how hospitals are holding up or are preparing for uh, what a surge might look like? So, coincidentally, I actually talked to each hospital uh, chief medical officer this morning, and they all said that, that right now capacity is fine, but they are all – each health system is seeing an increase in cases. They've all got, you know, a decreased capacity in – in nurses and healthcare workers, so they're concerned, but right now they're fine, but don't know what the next four or six weeks are going to bring. Yeah, I know. It's weird to think about. I mean, this is, I think, the second holiday that we've had this exact same conversation, you yeah. and I. And I mean, it was at this point in 2019 when we first started hearing about the coronavirus and um, to think that we're heading into 2022 and it's just as, you know, almost as uncertain in some ways as it was in 2019. It's just it's kind of surreal. It really is, and I think that's part of why part of the problem is that you know this has lasted so long, and no one no one knew that we would need this kind of stamina to get through this, and without knowing that, I think it's it's really hard to keep engaging people on a constant basis, keep telling them the same thing over and over again to so that we can get past this. Um, I think at some point, um, either we we have to have a, a a different talking head saying the message or or have our, our message changed so that in some way it, it does resonate. Because right now I'm not sure it's resonating, and we have some bad stuff uh, in front of us that if we don't come together, it's going to affect everyone. So, you know, we've got to figure out how to how to agree on this thing. You know, and that's been part of the problem. It's, it's, it's created such a divided society around this when it really should be the one thing that unifies us, but we're not. And how we can get unified around this decided, I mean, if I had that answer, Dylan, we would have done it a long time ago. Right. We'd be having a much happier Christmas. <laughs> you bet. Okay. Well, uh, Dr. Dar, I really do appreciate it. Um, is there anything else that you uh, want to share before we hang up? You know, I just want to wish everybody a, a happy and a safe holiday. And for those who, who really are, who aren't vaccinated for whatever reason, please, you know, look into your heart and, and consider doing that. Consider doing it for those that love you and that you love. Um, because if we don't come together, we're going to be in this thing for a long, long time. And we have the ability to stop this thing in its track so that we can go on to whatever we decide what new normal is. But unless we come together and we're all doing things consistently to prevent exposure, prevent infection, and prevent spread, um, you and I are going to be having to think we're going to be talking more than probably you and I like, Dylan. Yeah, well, yeah, I think we're all uh, sort of prepared for, for sort of what we can't prepare for. I mean, just sort of yeah. thinking about what's coming next, we have no idea. So, yeah, um, yeah, that'd be a great Christmas present for your family. If you're not vaccinated, then you go yeah. get vaccinated. And make make sure you say that. That That would be – people need to know that. All right. All right. Well, I appreciate it. I'll talk to you again before too long, I'm sure. Thanks, Dylan. Have a good holiday. Stay safe, all right? Yeah, you too.